Before we get started, we just want to let you know about a few ways you can support our Grassroots Indie show. You can follow us on social media at No Bad Reviews Pod. We'd love it if you could go to your favorite podcasting app and rate us and review us. Also, please tell a friend about our podcast. And last, you can financially support us on patreon.com slash nobadreviews, buymeacoffee.com slash nobadreviewspod, and you can buy merch at our website, nobadreviewspodcast.com. Thank you, and enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, co-workers, and coffee industry professionals get together every other week and tell you a little something about coffee. A coffee, any coffee, and we commit to giving it no bad reviews after we've told you something. I'm Jenny, and I run the operations at a coffee company. Do you guys remember how I used to introduce myself? You should introduce like, yourself that way. I was like, I'm a 2021 Good Food Award winning coffee roaster. You still are. And I still am. <laughs> still exist. 98% Marcus. <laughs> I would say like 99.5. Yeah, mostly Marcus. Still mostly Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, were and you done? Little, yeah, oh, that's, that's my, my, that's my done. intro. Yep. <laughs> that's a little hint. Uh, I'm Stephanie. I'm the employee of the month at Modest Coffee, and I'm a hot mess this morning, officially. That's okay. Yeah. We like you if you're a hot mess, cold mess, lukewarm mess. <laughs> as long as I'm always a mess. That's, <laughs> that's how we like you. Yeah. We'll like you even if you're clean. It's fine. <laughs> One of these days you'll see me. <laughs> Freshly clean, showered. prepared, ready to go. <laughs> With clean clothes. All of it. Yeah, it's one you of those days. What? We're you, having, you having can, breakfast beers. That's true. You guys are. Hair of the dog. I'm having a breakfast coffee. Which is nice, too. Yeah. Um, and today is a, um, it's a Marcus episode, guys. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Speaking of you being a Good Food Award winner. This year, the Good Food Award winners were just announced for, the tw- for 2023. Two of them are from Illinois. Um, I hope there's not more from Illinois that we missed. No, no. Good. but two of the coffee companies, not general food, but specifically right. two coffee yes. companies from Illinois. That's they kind of huge, right? Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah. we decided to promote Illinois Good Food Award winners by buying both of those coffees. Um, so we've got Pedestrian Coffee, which is Chicago based, and Goshen Coffee, which is near St. Louis in Illinois. So that brings the total to six. Good Food Award winners right. in Illinois? Yes. Total? That's yes. it? Yeah, because you have Goshen, Pedestrian, okay. Modest, Modest. Metric, Metric, Metropolis. Metropolis won one? They won one. Okay. And Intelligentsia. Huh. That's it, huh? Only so, those six? Wow. Right. Wow. You're in good company. Yeah. So it's really, um, it is really good company. And the, the Good Food Awards have gotten a lot bigger now. Um, they are the sister company. or There's some, there's some like sister relationship between the Good Food Awards and the James Beard Foundation. Oh, big deal. Yeah. So when we won in 2021, like the executive director of the James Beard Foundation like kicked off our event. It's really cool. Mm. Um and now it's a it's a huge event. There's uh, 18 different categories, 19 different categories maybe this year. Everything from like cider to charcuterie to cheese to coffee, and it's all good food. It's all sustainably produced food. So like even getting in the door to like make a submission is like really really hard. Mm-hmm. And then it has to be incredibly delicious and like really high quality from there to even be considered for for. So it's like sustainability first and then quality is like the ultimate determining factor for who wins so it's a very very prestigious award so you submit your your product your coffee whatever then if you make it through the first round you have to then submit additional documentation that your product is either certified organic certified fair trade 
or it is if you don't have those certifications, you still have to submit proof that that product was grown following either fair trade, organic, or some sort of sustainable farming practices. So we have to go back to our importer who has to go back to the farm and get all of that information, like very specific details on how the coffee was grown and like how their workers are paid and how their workers. So it's like, it's really fascinating to learn all of that background, but it is, they are really making sure that these products are doing something good for the environment in the world to begin with. Yeah. And that was actually the, the good food awards themselves are not without controversy. I know there's some James Beard like controversy too, but for good food awards, and for coffee in particular, like that's the that's the really like tough one. Um, they're all you know sort of packaged goods and all that stuff. But like, coffee is a, a good food award, and coffee is like a particularly like noteworthy thing because of all that traceability. Um, There's a lot of coffees that are not traceable. There's a lot of coffees that are grown with a ton of chemicals. I mean, just like any agricultural product on mm-hmm. a large scale, you figure coffee is so huge. Yeah globally that there's going to have those large macro mass produced just like you see Mm -hmm. you know especially us in the midwest Mm -hmm. you drive like 10 minutes any direction outside of chicago and you're in big ag land yeah Yeah. all it is is the same thing with the james beard award is my understanding is that it's just bragging rights because it's like an emmy right it's like (laughs) it's like it's your peers Mm -hmm. that judge you so it's like but coffee now there was a and we'll talk about that controversy. They changed their their judging criteria at some point, kind of in the past few years. Um, but it always kind of started out as like a jury of your peers. That's cool. Of like which the best was blind tasting, and then the traceability came second. So it started in 2011. the f- The first group of finalists uh, were like a who's who of coffee roasters, and these were when they were still independent for the most part. So we had Allegro. Mm. Has heard of Allegro? Mm-hmm. It's like Whole That's Foods Whole Foods brand. Yep. Brand now, Altira, which is in Wisconsin. I think that was the one that was bef- like Anodyne changed to Altira. Is either Anodyne or Collectivo was Altira? I don't think it was Anodyne. Wasn't Anodyne? It always- wasn't. No, so it must have been Collectivo. Okay, because so- we just did that episode at Anodyne. Okay, then Barrington Coffee Roasters, Blue Bottle, uh, Carobo. I've never heard of them. Quava. Was there mm. at the beginning, 2011, as a finalist. Counterculture, Kuvi Coffee Roasters, which is in Austin. You guys heard of them? Fucking awesome. These are um, all coffee roasters. Have you heard of these people? I've or heard of some of them. I have not heard of all of them. Echo. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's like the, the clothing wear or not, but it's spelled the same way. George Howell. Of course. Gimme Coffee. Heart. Intelligentsia. Clatch, which I think we did on the one episode. Yeah. Madcap. Montana Coffee Traders, Noble Orens, which our friend and fellow podcaster Kevin Sinnott just told you to go to in New York. Yes. Orens was there yes. as a finalist. Oh, what is Kevin Sinnott's podcast? What was it called? It is called, oh, wait, I'll find it. Keep talking okay. and I'll find it. Yeah, I just it. want to make sure we give Kevin a shout out. PT's, it was so cool to Public Domain. Ritual and Wrecking Ball were the original cast of, of finalists. Um, there were 10 winners that year, and it was Barrington, Blue Bottle, Counterculture, George Howell, Noble, and Public Domain. Well, one thing I want to say about the winners, too, is it's regional. So there's five regions, and there's, what, three winners from each region Usually every year now? Usually the top three, but evidently if there's a tie, then they make it four. So so, uh, so that's part of it, too, is why there's – I mean, it, there's 10 winners, but – Back then, it was maybe the regions were different. But nowadays, it's five regions, the top three from each region. Cool. It's really fun to look at that website, too, and see all all the winners in all the categories. So Mm -hmm. many really interesting foods and beverages. Yeah, they've got, like, cheese and beer and all of these other – basically, any – it's so many different food categories. categories. But it's a great way to see what people are doing and to find other companies that are doing – you know, really cool stuff with their products. Yeah, and and it's all about sustainability and quality and sort of that cycle when it comes to food of like you can empower people and lift people up and still have a really high quality product and and it's it becomes a a virtuous cycle of like consumption and and lifting the producers up. So the concept of good food is great. So I really love what they're about. Um, Hundred unique 
individual coffee roasters in the history um, since 2011. Have won a good have food award? Have won a good food award. Wow. Yeah. So it's small, small, but, uh, you know, but mighty crowd. <laughs> um, did you find his podcast? Yes. The podcast is Coffeeist. Okay, that's what it is. And it's um, Ken Davids and Kevin Sinat. It was so cool to meet him the other day. What an interesting guy. He's oh, a very Kevin's interesting great. guy. He's great. He's the one who introduced us to George Howell from that one episode that we did back then um, when we were at the mm-hmm. SCA Expo in Boston. And Ken David started CoffeeReview.com. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, um, oh, that's interesting. Get those guys talking. Yeah, Kevin's yeah. in up, but he's been, he uh, started Coffee Fest in Chicago. He's, you know. He's a guy. He's not a coffee, coffee guy. Not Coffee Fest, Coffee, coffee Con. Con. Coffee Con in yeah. Chicago. Right. Um, he's a coffee dude, been a coffee dude for a long time. Yeah, he's got a good palate. He likes our coffee. Yeah, he likes our pizza. <laughs> so He's controversy in the Good Food Awards. You guys want to hear Ooh, some controversy? Yeah, I, do. So I love a controversy. Spill they the tea. moved to Portland in 2023 from San Francisco. Okay. So this year, it's starting out. They're just like, they're like, you know what? We're just moving to Portland. Did they quietly. partner? Did they partner with the SEA Expo this year? Because they were happening. The Good Food Awards were happening at the same time. Oh, it's possible because they like to tie in with like other industry events, particularly around coffee. So. Hmm. Um, I yeah. don't know if it was the exact same weekend, but I know that both just happened. So yeah. I was wondering. Because they liked it. To, I just found out that they sometimes time it with like the roaster champs. Mm. And I was going down that rabbit hole of like, of the, or coffee champs. It's like barista, roaster, tasting, all that shit. You know, there's like a ton of, this is just so you guys know, you listeners, this is going to be like coffee nerd episode. We're getting into like some real detailed shit here. All um, right. I'm here for it. So, um, yeah, they, they, they tie that with like the world barista championships if it's in the United States or just like the U S version of it. So co- coffee and good food awards go back to the beginning. Um, 2011, this is the inaugural year. This is the, the, the initial controversy. This is where. So many coffee roasters submitted just their best coffee. They were told to submit their best coffee and then got disqualified after they were in, like, the finalist position. They were prevented from winning their category because it wasn't sustainable. Oh, so they weren't – they did not tell them that up front. Yeah, and it was kind of unclear. It wasn't really documented. So a lot of people were – you know, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of controversy back then. So – um, that would really suck for one of those coffee roasters. Yeah. And they were like, well, there was a lot of back and forth between the roasters. They were like, well, if you're your guidelines, then no coffee can be, you know, sustainable. And so they really documented it in, into what it is now, where it's like fair trade standards, organic standards. Back then, the, the idea of sustainability is defined as producers earn a significant profit from the sale of their coffee and are <laughs> able to invest, not just subsist. Oh, so yeah, there was no coffee that met that criteria. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially in Kenya at the time. Also, um, the, the use of pesticides, herbicides, um, and all that stuff, it was like, it cannot be synthetic, it has to be organic, um, or... Um, sparingly. And now there's even use around fungicide because coffee rust is such a bad fucking thing. Yeah, we mm. did have to list um, what what specific products they would use if they use any any chemical products. We had to list specifically what those were. Wow, yeah. so intense. Yeah, and if they were, because they, they wanted to know if they're natural or s- synthetic or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so now um, it's coffee has to be produced in a way that is not damaging to the ecosystem um, and is being preserved. And so the land is being preserved for future generations. That's kind of like the guideline now. And in 2014, there was a scoring issue. Here's some more controversy. Ooh, a scoring issue. Scoring issue. You guys know Madcap Coffee Mm -hmm, Roasters? mm -hmm. uh, there. They are in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. We stopped there. We've stopped there a few times on our way up to Mackinac Island. Yeah, 2014, they a scoring issue in like their databases. They won on their score, but did not find out um, until after the awards had happened. And so then they got an email like blast later, like a couple months later, like, oh, hey, we messed up. Oh, no. You actually did win. Well, remember how they did the opposite to us? They sent us an email saying we were a finalist. After we got an email saying that we weren't a finalist, then we got another email saying we were a finalist, and Marcus was like, what is the deal? And they're like, oops, sorry, you're not a finalist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. So Remember that? Was that? My, that, was that was such a bummer. That was my personal bummer. controversy. So that was actually 2020. <laughs> this is the year that we got our first communication from Good Food Awards that we were a high-scoring coffee. It means we were in the top 30 of coffees submitted. That year, 
there was a, another another data uh, mistake, okay. and what ended up happening is they announced them as finalists, announced them as winners. They just gave everybody that was a finalist a winner slot. Oh. So that was the first year that 27 winners happened. That was 2020. Oops. And we were a high scorer. So we were like either 28, 29, or 30, and we didn't win in 2020. We were like number six in our region, basically, is what the situation was. Because Marcus was able to get the information from them by digging in a little closer. But we were number six out of when we needed to be top five. Yeah, that was so frustrating. So it's like, it's like... Yeah, you get fucking nothing, nothing, no recognition for that. It was mm. great. So who's um, um, doing the data analysis? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, well, who keeps you know, fucking this a up a couple of times. They, there's so many submissions. Like, literally, there's like four thousand submissions. You know, from and and it's like two thousand manufacturers. Like, it's a, such a monumental effort to do this. So I get it, but uh, yeah, that was that was a sad year. It set huge controversy mm. in my world. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny, this is what's so funny about like Good Food Award having won one, and, and same thing with James Beard, as I understand. It's like it feels great when you win one and everybody likes what you do, and then like you don't win the next year, and it feels terrible. And we Aww. all are trying, but we're all tr- like nobody wants to lose. Like winning is great. But nobody wants to, like, not win again. And as far as I can tell, we've all been trying forever, you know. <laughs> How many coffee companies have won more than once? Do you know? There's a couple out there that are always fucking winning. And, like, could you just stop? And a lot of <laughs> Can them... you stop being, like, that kid who always has to raise their hand and know the right answer right. in class? Yeah. Do you always have to be? Onyx. Um, and uh, Onyx didn't win this year, though, right? Um, I don't PTs really is always PTs fucking winning. pretty good. They yeah. always win. Yeah. What's the other one? There's one in Wisconsin, um, JBC. JBC's won a bunch. They're yeah. always winning. I mean, but PT is even back from the from the original, right? That's what so, I'm saying. They're like always winning. So in 2023, this was when more Illinois roasters won. Really excited about Goshen and Pedestrian. I feel like it's important for Marcus to not be a one-hit wonder. I know that he's a great roaster. I know you can nail it again. I know he scored well. They told me it did well. But it sounds like it would be it's to exp- win twice it's hard seems like it would be really difficult which brings me oh wait can i just remind Goshen. when we did our juneteenth episode bean fruit he was the winner too yeah, oh he really won. yeah, yeah cool. so let's give bean fruit a little yeah. reminder shout out right. if you want to try a good food award winner yeah so that brings us to goshen right you're talking about people that are winning multiple mm-hmm. times all right so goshen technically started in 2002 but it's just some guy matt herner did nothing really with it. But one guy, a customer, very dedicated, loyal customer named Jay Beard, loved the coffee so much that when Matt gave up and he's like, I'm going to close, I'm moving, whatever, I'm going to shut it down. Jay's like, no, I'm buying your company. Wow. And he bought it. I just saw a picture of this guy um, on their Instagram. He looks like a, a fun, nerdy kind of coffee guy. That's great. <laughs> I want to meet him. Yeah. Um, he's listed as... So his name is Jay. Jay. When did he buy it? He's the, I think he's just the money guy because like his job, like his title is listed as... Um, Maybe I didn't see him then. His wife's um, husband, Julie Beard. Um, it's a woman-run company now. Oh. Um, later because apparently the men that started it and bought it and whatever like couldn't run it. A so tale as old theme, as time. Little theme here going on in the coffee industry. You got maybe. The, gu- the guys who are the creative dreamers, but then it's time to run a business, and they're like, <sighs> somebody's got to step up. Somebody's right. got to step up <laughs> so and run the business. His job is listed as real estate, and on the Goshen website, he's like a real estate guy and a husband. And so, um, wait, what does that mean? What is I don't know. I assume is he it a realtor? He's just yeah. He's just like has money. Wait, their last name is his. Jay Beard, is this like, Yeah. is this just a coincidence? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Right. I thought you were going to say James Beard bought the coffee company. No, James like... been long gone. Um, his wife is just listed as like the wife and, and design. But what does that mean? So social? Who's the roaster? I don't know. Well, wait, we're going to get to the fucking roaster. The roaster <laughs> oh, okay. is best. Um, then her sister is Jennifer Hewley. She's the CEO. She runs the place. Ah. And then Mike Bergen is the cafe ops guy. He's married to the CEO. So a little bit of nepotism, but that's okay. Yeah, it just sounds all, like two family mar- business. It yeah. sounds like two married couples. Right. You exactly. know what? You know who that's like? Kindred. Oh. Love it. Kindred's got, you know, two married couples. Right. Hmm. 
So it's his family, and I imagine that the guy buys it, and he's got the money, and he's got the wife, and then he's like, you know, my sister and husband, they always wanted to run a cafe. They'll run it, right? So then everybody's happy, right? We got a job. We got people that bought it. They love the coffee. Everybody's happy. They hire, in 2012, a guy named Argus Keppel. Argus? Argus. Keppel. Maybe who, that's who I saw on the Instagram then. Keppel. He doesn't work there anymore. Oh, who's the guy I saw on Instagram? Oh, we're going to get to I him. just saw him wearing a <laughs> necklace. I love this. This is A like, Good Food Awards necklace. A, a, oh, how come you didn't get a necklace? I got one. Oh. We got two. You just don't wear it. Yeah, I wore it every fucking day for a week underneath my shit, just like bare skin. Next to your heart. It was great. I loved it. It felt so good. Okay, I'm just going to shut up about the pictures until you tell me who it was in the picture. So Argus started in 2012. Guy just was super competitive and started putting Goshen into um, U.S. barista champs, the stuff we were talking about at the top of the hour, right? Um, the the barista champs, the tasting champs, guys like super into fucking coffee, right? 2012. And um, I find out that for three years he was their lead roaster until 2015, and then they made him a partner. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So now he's like a partner. He's really put Goshen on the map. Meanwhile, there's another company kind of happening in in the St. Louis area. Have you guys heard of Caldi? Yeah, we have uh, heard of Caldi. Did we do an episode on them? No, but we did talk briefly about Caldi when you did the Caldi Goats episode. And I was like, isn't there a coffee company named Caldi? And you're like, there is a coffee company called Caldi. Yeah. Mm. They and won a good basically... food award in 2015. Okay. Okay. Uh, the roaster, as far as I could tell, is the current roaster. At Goshen? Oh, uh, he Goshen. jumped ship. Right. Ah. That's the controversy. Ooh. What? What's controversial? People change jobs. People change <laughs> jobs. <laughs> I'm trying to understand the controversy here. Um, no, there's no controversy. So, <laughs> um, so Marcus has just spilled the deep tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Argus, at, he's at Goshen. Tony's at, at Caldi. Tony wins his first. He was a finalist in 2011, 2012, um, and 2015. Wow. They're a good food award winner is when they won. Okay. Yeah. They hired Tony in 2019 at Goshen. Okay. To really, I think, they did a whole rebranding. So prior to um, 2019, they had like a whole like Rosie the Riveter vibe going on. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. And then they rebranded into this like psychedelic. They hired a company out of St. Louis, like a, a, a advertising firm. Uh huh. I, I looked into where Goshen came from, um, and I think it's the advertising company that came up with the new word, which is "good shit energy." That's now what it stands for. Good shit energy. I, I like mean, it. it stands for yeah. Um, a little kind of like industry, like circle this is this is a really weird loop because we're in illinois right you remember joe morocco uh-huh joe morocco for it's like the stuff. guy he's, he's like, like he's kevin a, sinnott he's a big coffee guy <laughs> he like gets around he, he's vocal on the internet yeah he's very vocal on the internet lots of he's people great. know him know of him have met him he's, he's he worked a, at cafe imports he was an importer for a while he was a trader a coffee trader um, but yeah he's just really involved in the online community so a lot of people yeah. know him and know of him but okay. in 2011 the same time working with tony um he was a barista and joe morocco won a regional u.s barista championship which is kind of small, small world because we worked with Joe. Joe helped us when we were first getting started, like some of our first coffees and specialty coffees that we were importing when he worked at. He was our rep, yeah. Cafe Imports. So. The coffee industry is like really incestuous, isn't it? It like, really it's is. It's small, it's right? It's small, yeah, yeah, it is. So between 2015 and 2019, this guy, Tony, he wins his, I think what happens from the timeline I could piece together, he wins his Good Food Award. He leaves to go work at the Roasters Guild Executive Council handling competitions. This guy's like super into competitions. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to try their coffee. You know, it's funny because it does kind of come around to this thing that we see a lot in coffee. You know, you have these people who have money or like marketing backgrounds and they have these coffee companies. But it sounds like in this case, what they decided to do is really go hard on the specialty coffee angle rather than 
what we've seen, which yeah. was like, let's go hard on the packaging or the Instagram or right. the marketing side. Yeah. It sounds and like... And they sell in grocery stores. They're at Schnucks. So they're oh. in a lot of stores. So um, just Southern Illinois area. Mm-hmm. They're doing pretty well. Oh, good so, for them. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Their packaging, though, is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. This box is awesome. Yeah. And the whole brand is great. And if you like Caldi around Good Food Award winning time, you'll like, Co- you'll like Goshen because it's the same... Roaster. It's the same dude, yeah. yeah it's the that's same cool. Guy. So he knows his shit. Good, good yeah. for them. I wanna... And now, as far as I can tell, Tony possibly now has won two good food awards at two good different companies. Him. At two different companies. That's pretty cool, right? Possibly. I'm looking up their coffee and I'm now. I'm super fucking jealous, but I want to. Yeah, there it is. There he is. There's Tony. Let me show you a picture of him. It... And you just, you know, again, he's probably been trying for the last it... six years Isn't since he 2000. Sweet? Yeah. You know, Did you or whatever, at- seven years, right? Since 2015, he's probably been trying to win again, right? It says he You don't was- just stop for seven years and then try and win on your first try. Right. You know, you try every fucking year. Yeah. So give the guy credit. That's cool. It, this is a picture on their Instagram of Tony at the U.S. Roasting Competition. Why aren't you why aren't you participating in the oh, US roasting competition? We'll get to that too. I, I actually have a segment in my episode of why I don't participate in the US <laughs> roasting competition. Can you look here? Did you look at all the fucking rules, man? No. I don't follow rules very well. I <laughs> do want to know form and sheet and you I do want to know the rules. Here, you give that sheet to me. I'll fill it out. <laughs> I'm like the filler out or a paperwork. That's... So it sounds like what you're saying is the reason why you're not competing in US roaster it's competition too is because I haven't helped you yeah. get there. I don't know how to even get in the door. There's no <laughs> the best team, I swear to God. <laughs> you just keep roasting your coffee, buddy. I She'll take care of coffee. it. Yeah. yeah. I got it. You tell me your dreams and I'll make them happen, Marcus. <laughs> as long you as you just keep help buying. Me show up on time. It's it, fine. As long as you keep letting me buy film camera equipment. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That we can't afford. Dream team. So, no, this is, this is the guy. This is him at Expo. This is great. Marcus just let me buy a stereoscopic camera this morning. Did I tell you that? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, so I did exciting. just tell you that, I didn't I, before we started recording. I can't um, wait to start taking stereoscopic pictures at the warehouse and putting them online and telling people, yeah. just go get funny glasses. You can <laughs> view this in 3D. It'll be Which like you're at the warehouse. Because now you have, like, Google Glasses, and you can actually do VR in 3D. Yeah, but... but you know, it's not, it's not old stereoscopic. School. Right. I, old school. You know what? I'm analog, baby. Yeah, baby. I am now analog. You know what else is analog? Walking. You know what walkers are called? Pedestrians. Yeah. All right, now we're on to pedestrian coffee. How about me keeping us on track? <laughs> Love that segue, Marcus. Good job. Good Good job. Um, I'm going to go like look at their Instagram right now, pedestrian. So pedestrian has got a long fucking history too, relatively speaking. This is the Chicago company. In Chicago? In Chicago. Okay. Um, in 2019, it's technically when it when it was founded. Um, and it was by Tim Taylor. Are you familiar with Tim Taylor? Have you guys ever heard of Tim Taylor? No. Tim the Coffee Man Taylor. I said <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I did it. I'm sorry, Tim, if you listen. Um, I'm sure he gets it all the time. Um, so this is Tim's sophomore project. So Tim also started um, a little company called Ipsento in the city. Have you heard about that? No. Okay. Coffee Ambassadors. So um, it's he's so the history of Tim. He's been in the coffee industry since 2006, and he was a, started a, a direct trade uh, coffee company called Coffee Ambassadors in 2006. In 2008, he merged with a coffee roastery and cafe called Epcento, and then they just took over and became Epcento Coffee Roasters. So he started an import business. Yeah. He was and like the founder and CEO of like a direct trade coffee roastery. It was a small roastery operation called Coffee Ambassadors. But yeah, all direct trade. Um, and then also he started working um, with the Alliance for Coffee Excellence, Cup of Excellence. Have you heard of those coffees? They're like... Yeah. <laughs> Cup of Excellence. Yeah. And so he's like, the guy is just into coffee, man. He's like, it's, it's like 2006 was like his jam. Um and he left U.S. Airways to start this coffee importing and trading company. Um, U.S. Airways, like the yeah, like the airplanes. Yeah, was he like a? We'll have to talk to him. It's on his LinkedIn. Was he? Uh, was he like a flight attendant or a pilot? Customer service. <laughs> but you know, but Tim though, like really, he seems like a hard worker though. Guy, like smart, he starts, starts Absento, starts this coffee trading company, has two cafes, 
killing it. They make $2 million in, in sales and revenue between those two cafes and his, and his wholesale business. 2018 runs into a speed bump. He invested heavily in this like one project, ended up, um, I think, overextending himself a little mm. bit. And they needed to um, uh, do a public fundraising effort, did not succeed in that public fundraising effort, and then sold to private equity in 2018. And then, um, Look, the lesson, then they pushed him out, I think, shortly after that. Every so, lesson I've ever learned is stay away from private equity. Yeah. Those yeah. fuckers will fuck you yeah. and, and have no problem. A funny little story about that, they, that same private equity is that those two cafes that they had, they shut down one of them in 2020 um, after, and it could just be a coincidence, but it was after all of the baristas started hanging like, Black Lives Matter in the windows. Ah. And then they just shut the cafe down and never reopened it. Wow. Could hmm. be a coincidence. I don't know. I mean, it could be a COVID thing too, but that sure is interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So according to an article I read, they were, they were like, the the baristas were unhappy. And, and uh, so that was the private equity company. So now there's one Ipsento left. And then Tim now has to, uh, he's, well, he had two. And then I think one of them shut down. He's opening up a second one now. Uh, pedestrian coffee um, in the city. So that was 2018 and 19. He leaves so like like a phoenix rising from the ashes. <laughs> Tim, you know, is is uh, he's super competitive too. He's like into coffee. He does cup of excellence. He's been on the board of the cup of excellence for six years. He's currently serving as treasurer of the board of excellence. Hmm. The Board of Excellence. The Cup of Excellence. I was going to say the Board of Excellence. I know. <laughs> That's what they name themselves. Yeah, this is like the fucking, uh, you know, the, 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 the roaster council, you know, the Jedi council of roasters. Um, but he's opening one in the Logan Theater, and they have one in another oh. office building. So. No, they have the one in, it's uh, on Belmont, right yeah. by the train tracks at, at the L station. Oh, Okay. It's so not in an office building. He must have shut the first one that he when he started in 2019 was like in an office building. Mm. So yeah, I think they just down. have the one on Belmont now. Okay, cool. Right now at this moment. Yeah, and so I started getting into then Cup of Excellence and looking at that. These are all like online auctions and shit that like some of our importers work with. So I'm like, I, now this is like the breadcrumbs that I need to go travel to go find the farms and whatever. So mm. yeah, I've fun. seen the Cup of Excellence um, coffees. Yeah. And so this is like a weird story um, in a small world that we all like are in for for Good Food Award um, winners too. But Ipsento actually left its mark on me as a roaster. Do you remember that suburban coffee roaster yeah. event that we did? Uh-huh. And the judges. Um, oh, one you know, of them was from Ipsento. Was from Ipsento. Yeah, I remember that. And we did okay in that in that thing, like somewhere in the middle. Let me say, okay, Marcus took. We everybody was given ten pounds of this one coffee, or oh, six pounds, interesting. some very small amount of this one coffee. So you get one roast. We, okay, well let's stop. Okay, Marcus came in third, but let me tell you about the people who came in first and second. The guy who came in first, or I don't remember which one was first, which one was second, but one of them went and bought that same coffee in a sixty-pound batch and kept roasting it till. To perfection. Cheater. Cheater. The second person <laughs> took that ten, six or ten pounds, whatever it was, roasted one pound at a time on a sample roaster mm. and turned in the one pound. Because all you had to do is turn in one pound. Ugh. Okay. Marcus came in third, just Jumped threw it all, it all in, in <laughs> did one batch, did his best on one batch, blind, Dang, Marcus. and came in third. Not bad. In my opinion, that's a fucking first place win. And I'm not God just saying right. that because yeah. I like you. I'm saying based on the circumstances, if you're going to be the top of a one fucking throw it in there and hope for the best. Sure. Yeah, one and done. One I'm and your done, guy, man. I'm your fucking guy. Come on. So that's a winning roast to me. Oh my god. Yeah. So the funny thing is, though, is that the judge that was there um, was a roaster. I don't know if he's like the head roaster, or a roaster. Um, and uh, and I asked him, like, so how could I have done better? And he's like, you needed more acidity. I'm like, well, how do I get more acidity? And so he told me, kind of where at the point to that that acidity is affected um, based on like a roast style, like how much heat you apply will will increase or decrease the city in the cup later. So I was like, this is great. So it was a great experience. And and 
and he was right. And so that I feel like that moment really left an imprint on me. Um, so indirectly or, or whatever, um, Tim had his own little little effect on my current Aww, roast on. That's awesome. So, um, so I'm super excited for um, for Tim to win a Good Food Award. Um, we have wait. Does he do coffees. the roasting himself? As far as I can tell, Tim is involved in in roasting to to a degree. Yeah. So, anyways, my point is. It's a really small world, and this, especially here in Illinois now, with these coffee roasters. Um, <laughs> oh, how... you know, I am on their Instagram, though, and they do talk about Cup of Excellence coffees. Yeah. So I assume that that came from, uh, it was a Colombian coffee that he's got, and I assume that's a, col- uh, a COE connection. So um, I'm really, really ex- ex- excited to try this. Um, and uh, that's what I have for you guys today as far as my coffee and my history and my... I want to try this coffee. Yeah, so this is the actual coffee that won the Good Food Award. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got... Oh, I'm looking God. at... I think we should start with pedestrian. Um, but do you have a, do you have a preference? Between? No. We're going to drink both of them. Oh, my God. This is going to be such a good day. Yeah, I'm more... Not ex- even going to need whiskey. It's I'm more great. excited to see... Because I know Columbia um, is a region that participates in Cup of Excellence. Oh, I need to um, take a picture of this. And I know it's it's a near and dear to, to Tim's kind of mission. So oh, I'm awesome. really excited to try this one. Um, and then Goshen, I'm really excited to try too. Their packaging looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, a very psychedelic yeah, hologram like a package. Video card. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking cool. I want to see if I can get a video of this shining. I, it's amazing. Wow, thank you, Marcus. So, shall we brew some coffee? Fuck yeah. Modest Coffee roasts the highest quality single origin coffees without the snobbery. They take the guesswork out of buying specialty coffee by carefully curating green coffees and sorting them to one of their tiers based on cupping score, price, flavor notes, and roast level. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Pip pip cheerio! And we're back. Um, smells delightful. Yeah, yeah, so this is fun. We have two coffees that we're going to get to try today. Mm-hmm. So this could be our own, like, no bad review awards <laughs> where we can taste two of the good food awards coffees. That's amazing. And decide for ourselves oh, which right. one is better. Right. Give it a no bad reviews award. Yeah. Oh, this is the first annual <laughs> good food, uh, no bad reviews award. Nice. Yeah. All right. Call it the Nice Try Award. <laughs> uh, so welcome yeah. to the No Bad Reviews Nice Try Awards <laughs> inaugural. Yeah. What did we call it? The Nice Try Award winner? Yeah, who tried the nicest? <laughs> who tried the nicest? <laughs> we haven't done the olfactory reveal yet, but holy shit, that brew and coffee smells fantastic. Sure yeah, does. so far we've got the uh, the pedestrian on. Okay, we... <laughs> we gotta take a minute. Okay, I'm sorry. Before I... The pedestrian smells great, but the Goshen, as I leaned over the table to grab the pedestrian and dump it into the carafe... That's really special. I mean, this is like a coffee I've never smelled before. Hey, Tony, you did a fucking crazy good job. I've not ever smelled a coffee like that. Yeah. You better be taking notes for Good Food Awards this year. Yeah, this is... That is the most interesting smelling coffee I've ever smelled. Yeah, the pedestrian brewing smells fantastic. Like, it's going to be the best tasting coffee ever. But the... The Goshen Grounds. Grounds is, Holy cow, what is what is it? Where is it it's from? It's a natural process Burundi coffee that they mm. did. Yeah, and I noticed it's that really smelled a lot like fruit as I was grinding it. I wonder if I'm gonna like it. I know you're gonna like it. I wonder if I'm gonna I like it. I just wanna eat it. You know, it's like but it's like <laughs> coffee. Here, go but, ahead and smell pedestrian in the bag. That smells really good in the bag too. These are two fucking fantastic coffees. Yeah. I'm just gonna come out and say that, at least from what they smell like. Man, but this fucking, this Goshen smells like something I've never smelled before. Yeah, it's a really, it's a fruit bomb, man. Yeah, but it's like interesting. It's not like your typical fruit. Like it actually smells like. Yeah. Okay. We... I think I was reading about them that, that they used a yeasted um, fermented coffee. So, which makes it even more fruity. Can I have that? Yeah, when I saw that one, I was really excited to get it. It, according to their box, it's a Gahai Sima Natural from Burundi. Sima yeast helps amplify flavors during coffee's fermentation process. 
Coffee cherries and SEMA naturally ferment together, then move to raised beds to dry for two to three weeks. The end result is dramatically complex with big fruity notes that aren't normal for coffees from Burundi, but guaranteed to blow your mind with each sip. That's fucking crazy. Can I look at that box? Yeah. yeah so this is really, you know, and actually I think this is really interesting too, as it's time for you to start kind of developing what you're going to submit for Good Food Awards to give yourself some ideas of like... Yeah, it'll be good to try two different, you know, winning coffees. And, yeah. Um, and I know that they changed the way that, that the um, rules work, where it's like, first it has to get past like a broad spectrum, like a, a group of, of kind of not necessarily coffee industry people. Yeah, it's normies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to get past that round. Oh. And then... After it gets past that round, then it has to get judged by the by the coffee judges. So it's got another layer of complexity. Um, you have to have something that is both broadly appealing, but also but technically not... interesting. All right. So while this is brewing, before we do the tasting, you want to get into these clarifications from previous episodes? I, wait. Oh, wait. Hang on. I did want... Do... Marcus, while we were on the topic of talking about the coffees and the processing method of that yeast and everything, I am interested in hearing about each of these coffees and their processing methods. Okay. What um, do you know about them? Yeah, so this one, the one from Colombia, is um, is a washed processed coffee. And um, as far as I so could tell... So it's just a wash? Yeah. That's just, interesting. I mean, it's, it's, and from what I could smell and from what came out of the coffee, it just seemed like a pretty... like. Nice, clean Colombian coffee. Um, so I'm wondering if the approach on this one was just to make it really, really accessible. It says that they purchased it from the Coffee Quest. Is that an importer? I don't know. It's a traceable lot from producers in and around the area of Huila. Is that how you pronounce it? Huila? Huila. Huila. Um, is that one mine? Yeah. Okay. And then basically what they do is it's a communal lot, and so they... Hmm. Like, basically, there's just people who own an acre or two of land. They grow their grow coffee on that land, and then everybody pools together at the milling station for export because it's easier, you know, for these small landholders to band together. Sort of a micro-lot blend. Yeah. But not a blend. Right, because it's all from the same region. It's probably all, like, the same varietals. Um, but, yeah, so that's really interesting. And they, you know, there's the obviously because it's a good food award award winning coffee. There's the transparency, and then the higher wages that are paid for it, and everything else. Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm on their Coffee Quest website, um, and uh, yeah, another high end specialty coffee importer. Looks good, and they're they are really excited to announce the p- people that they work with, including say Heartwood Coffee Roasters, Methodical. Look at you guys, everybody. Everybody's using them. What mm-hmm. kind of roast is this? Is this a medium roast? Uh, <clears throat> from when I looked at it, it looked like a, like it was a medium roast, maybe on the lighter side of medium. But it sounds, Jenny, that this is more or less like your typical high-end Colombian, but it doesn't sound like it's, you know, like crazy variety, you know, separation or or like, you know, crazy fermentation like the other one. So... You know, I'm looking forward to giving this a try. You want to give it a try with us, Jenny? This coffee smells really good in the cup. I did get a whiff of that um, tomato, and they actually say that on the website. So it smells a little bit like a Kenyan coffee, Mm. which is interesting out of a Colombian. Ooh, that's very bright, Mm -hmm. vibrant. Yeah, a little tart. Sour. You're not really like it. You like it? I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not um, normally into that. It's not like uh, hurting my jaw. It's not like super sour. It's not super tart. Juicy. It's extremely drinkable. Yeah. Extremely drinkable. Really smooth. Uh, for those of you that don't know, what we do on this podcast is we... <laughs> first, we try the coffee black. And if that doesn't do it for us, we add a little cream and sugar. And if that still doesn't do it for us, we'll hit it with a little bit of whiskey. And I think I'm just going to go straight to the whiskey on this one. Why? Guys, I just really... You just want whiskey. You just want the whiskey. <laughs> no. Um, from a rating scale, I think that this is just really good black. It's yeah, it's I'm I'm on a, I'm black. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is... Um, 
like more tart than a coffee I would normally yeah. choose, but it is so good. It doesn't matter. It's one of those coffees that I just want to pound it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's juicy. That Very was, drinkable. No bitterness at all. No. That was interesting that you said tomato. They say tomato. Mm-hmm. I get a hint of that. And yeah. that is just like a really weird flavor note for a coffee to me, but I agree. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, if you if you don't pay attention to it, it comes across as like really rich um, and kind of sweet and a little bitter, you know. God, it's so good. Yeah, so a little bit of tomato and coffee is not a bad thing. Yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah. Excellent I, coffee. I generally yeah. don't like tomato when it's like the main event and then a tomato always smells like Campbell's soup and I'm a huge <laughs> fan of like Weird. tomato soup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is not that for me. This no. This is nice. Um, good job, Tim. And pedestrian coffee roasters. Kat nailed it. Yeah, this one's great. Yeah. I can see why this is an award-winning coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's their Colombian yeah. in a red bag. And it's really smooth. It's really round um, flavor-wise. Syrupy body. Good. All around. Excellent. Coffee. All yeah. right. I am ready for the next one. Okay. All right. Goshen. Oh, my gosh. It smells weird in the cup. It smells extremely fermenty in the yes, cup. it sure does. I don't know what I'm going to think about this one. This is very interesting. This is unlike any coffee I've ever had, which yeah. I find to be really interesting. I know. Marcus, you look nervous. This <laughs> won an award. It's got to be good. No, I'm more like, I'm like... Man, where did he where did he get it from? Oh, like you're curious <laughs> about it? Mm-hmm. And in St. Louis, they're probably Atlas. I think Atlas is big down there. It's a good importer. You know what I'm loving about this is, um, you know, I feel like what we don't do is get outside of like what we do enough. It's like when you're so focused on just like life and just trying to like run your business and like all the moving parts that go into running a business. Sometimes I feel like it's easy to get caught up in um, what's normal and familiar. And so what I'm really enjoying about this tasting exercise is seeing what other coffee roasters are doing and what other creatives are doing. Because I think it's it's giving me some like interesting ideas of like, hey, what can we be doing to be a little bit more creative at work? Well, it's, it's funny because when we first started, I was so concerned about what other people were doing that it didn't, I didn't give myself enough time to like figure out what I liked about what I was doing. So I had yeah. to like figure out my own sort of voice. And now, now that I've got it, like being able to look and appreciate what other people are doing to further the craft, I think is good. It's good to reflect. Well, I think um, it's, it's too. like, it's like you can get ideas from what other people are doing. You don't have to copy or right. emulate somebody else, but I think that's the great thing about coffee is mm. that everybody has access to the same things. Like you could go buy this coffee because you thought it was great and you're going to do it your way. And so your way is going to be different. Yeah. It's so interesting because I don't feel like I would have roasted this coffee this way. Yeah. Which is interesting. Now I kind of want to see what would you do with a yeast fermented or whatever this fermentation process is. It's really interesting. It's just like any other art, how everybody feeds off of everybody else's creativity, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's inspiration. It's in- people inspiring each other. Right, right. Um, this says it's guaranteed to blow your mind. Marcus, is it blowing your mind? It is. Guaranteed mind, or mind, your money back? Mind blown. <laughs> oh, really? How much was it? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like, my mind was not blown. Not money blown back. enough. So I'm sorry, you just said that you would not have roasted it this way. What way is this roasted and what would you... You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like, uh, it's, it's, um, uh, this feels like a much more aggressive roast than I would have done. Meaning it, it tastes faster. It tastes like it's higher heat and stylistically again it's just like a totally different interpretation of like the same bean of how how you get to the end result of something that's drinkable um i tend to go a little bit slower the nice thing about a faster roast is you can get a lot more clarity in the flavor and in this cup i feel like it's very very crystal clear the the flavor all the red fruits that you're tasting in the fermentiness of it too 
I love the clarity on this coffee. I don't know. I get like a rooibos tea ah. undertone to it, like red currant. You know, that bitter kind of red fruity sweetness, you know? It tastes so much like the when we made the tea with the coffee chair. Oh, the right, the cas- the cascara. cascara. There's so much of that flavor in there, which yeah. I really liked. I really liked that right. flavor. But yeah, it's like a very fruity cup of coffee. I'm trying. I'm waiting for the to cool down and burn my tongue when I try to taste it. What would you do differently? You'd bring out more sweetness. Yeah, I think I. You know, this in my hands, it might end up being too sweet, right? So. But that could be interesting to start with a really fruity coffee and make it a little bit more sweet. Yeah. On top of it, like that could be an interesting experiment. I love it. I love the way that he did it, though, because I feel like the bitterness in it rounds out the sweetness. Yeah. And you really only get that with a higher heat um, roast because you caramelize the sugars enough that they start to get a little burned. Mm. But this is still an exceptionally light roast. Mm -hmm. So the way that he accomplished that bitterness in such a light roast and have it still be sweet, I think it's really well done. Remarkable. That's cool. What do you think of it, Jenny? I'm still burning my tongue. Burning your tongue on it. I, um, this is not a bad review. I don't think it tastes like coffee. (laughs) Like, the, what you typically expect to taste in a cup of coffee isn't there. It's just a completely unique beverage unto itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I think like That's your mind blown right there. I guess that's so. Coffee. I guess it blew my mind. That's coffee under a mind blown microscope. <laughs> but that's what I think is interesting. Like I really like can respect that level of creativity that came from the processor, whoever processed it in this manner and then the roaster who roasted it in this manner. You know, it's it's like you could have something that doesn't taste like coffee, but that's because it was under-roasted, under-extracted, overly roasted, like roast defects, right? Right. But if you have no roast defects and you're still producing something that tastes... Funky? Like <laughs> cascara. Unique. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I have like, like 10 points, 10 out of 10 for creativity. Um, so that's kind of where I come from. I come from a place of how can we be pushing the coffee industry and making things more interesting Mm -hmm. not i mean there's definitely a time and place for the status quo of just like really good coffee Mm -hmm. but where's like the what is that called uh experimental avant-garde avant-garde there you (laughs) go yeah i got a lot of respect for the avant-garde yeah and that's what it feels like right it's like it feels like something new while it's while it's still coffee, you know, it's like, mm, I see I know, what you mean. That does not taste like coffee at all. There's to me, there's no bitterness. Yeah. It does taste like cascara. Yeah. Interesting. I, um, I, you know, I think it's, it's whenever I roast a coffee, right. It's like my goal is I get bored with coffee really fast. Mm-hmm. I know I've said this before. So, um, I like new and trying new things and giving coffee to people that is new and they, they've never tried before. And you know, this is that. So yeah. This is cool. You know, it's new. It's delightful. Um, I've never tried a coffee like this before. It's very good. It's great. Great job. I'm really, I'm really impressed. I think this is cool. Yeah. So I can appreciate them for different reasons. You know, pedestrians is very elegant and easy to drink, and and um, it just tastes like a really fine cup of coffee. You know, and then this one is. Definitely more like an avant-garde experience. And it's very good, too. It's kind of, it's very juicy. Definitely has that juiciness to it. Um, if I, for my, um, what are what's our award called again? Uh, who, who tried the nicest? The nicest. <laughs> the nicest award? The nicest tried? try. Nicest try award? That's what it was. <laughs> I think my nicest try award goes to Goshen. Who okay. do, who's your nicest try, Steph? I think it has to be because it's so amazing um, and so unique and so different. I don't, I mean, I'm enjoying drinking it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think if I just, if I want a really good cup of coffee, I don't know that this is the one I go to. You know yeah, what I mean? It's that's just, fair. it's so weird. Right. It's mm-hmm. so unique. Like, I, I would serve this to someone who would appreciate it, but I don't know if it's what I want first thing in the morning for yeah. like, coffee and you would chug 
where you would chug the pedestrian one. Yeah. You could drink that all day. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're both good, obviously. Right. You know what I mean? But, I yeah, I mean, I guess this one has to win because it's so fucking nutso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys on that, too. I feel like Goshen wins just on, on creativity points. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're two totally different coffees. Yeah. You know? Um, and they're both really quite accessible in their own ways. Yeah. I really cannot stress enough how funky it smells when you bring this cup. Like, there are people who are going to be really turned off. It it doesn't taste funky. It tastes fruity. You don't get that, like, weird fermented flavor, I don't think. But the the, smell of it is. And the dry beans before you brew it. Man, that smelled so good. Those were so good. Oh, that smelled so good. Every, all aspects, all around, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. From bean to brewed in a cup to taste totally yeah totally interesting yeah i mean i'm sure they won like just like a 10 out of 10 on aromatics right because that's a category that's a that's a judging criteria it's how did it smell before you brewed it right and the aromatics on this are fucking awesome yeah for sure i mean you think they're awesome it's like really good cheese that smells like funky bo yeah it's just like (laughs) i have no problem getting past that smell and enjoying the cheese and i feel like this coffee is like it's the same idea. Like, there are people who are not going to eat that yeah, cheese. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's, this coffee is not for everyone. Yeah. And and even me, right? Like, sometimes I get, I, I love a fruity coffee, but it's like, it's too much sometimes. Right? So, that whereas a coffee, like the pedestrian, yeah, you could totally. Yeah, cool. You could totally yeah. drink that all day. Yeah. Yeah, the pedestrian you know is um, definitely more of an everyday, right. any t- like a morning coffee. This is cool. probably more of like an afternoon. Well... Then I think nicest try award goes to Goshen. Good job, Goshen. Good job, Goshen. And Tony, good job. Do we need to send them a necklace now or something? No. What do we do? Sunglasses? No bad reviews. Sunglasses to show yeah. they won. Yeah. <laughs> we could. We could send him a coffee mug that um, I found at a thrift store. That could be, uh, you know. We should get yeah, we should get a, uh, a mug printed. A nicest try mug or just a no bad reviews mug? Should we just send it to him randomly, randomly. and he'll be like, what the fuck? You won. <laughs> we should you won the nicest try award. We should really send a letter on like some nice no bad reviews, mint green letterhead. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. this could be awesome. Like a bright green paper stock. Congrats on your win. Well, you know, that's what I got for good food awards and, and coffee. We... And do we have any clarifications? Yeah, we could do the clarifications real you quick. You wanna round out the show? Yeah. Sure. Um, I'll just say if you're listening, Fred. From our murder coffee episode. Oh, those are the email. We got emails. Yeah, that was yeah. so cool. Fred Dedrick from um, Iron Bean Coffee Company, who also owns the Murder Coffee Company, found his episode and reached out to us. So it was cool. really cool. Um, yeah, so nice. So, like, it's just like, I love it. He and loved a, the episode. He's a Patreon subscriber now. Uh-huh. And he said that there was a few things that we got wrong. We haven't been clarified specifically yet, but that's fine. Um, but he said we got it mostly right. Great. Yes. Um, and, you know, whenever we figure out how to have a, a su- successfully have a guest on right. <laughs> without it, like, running for four hours, <laughs> we'll have him on for sure. Maybe, like, a bonus episode or something. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. We got to figure that format, the guest format out, because that would be fun to have him over, like, Skype or something. I think yeah. that's how people do it. So um, you heard it. From the source, we got it mostly right. <laughs> and so I went back and re-listened to that episode. It was a really fun episode. We all frantically re-listened to it to make sure we hadn't said anything stupid about this incredibly nice guy who reached yeah. out to I us. I know. <laughs> well, it's like you never know what you're actually saying, and I never remember, and we try to be nice, but I was like, was I nice? I don't know. <laughs> but actually, we went back and listened, and I was reminded of, um, that yeah, fun. that blueberry coffee was actually pretty good for a flavored coffee. Yeah. But, you know, in, in messaging, he did say he is more of, like, a specialty coffee guy, which I nailed in the episode that I re-listened to. I said he seems like the kind of guy who just wants to, like, give people what they request. Right, right. And I, he confirmed that. He said he's really at heart, like, a specialty coffee guy that really cares about, like, single origin and the flavors and everything else. But he has people who are like, can I have a blueberry coffee? (laughs) And he's like, sure, I'm a nice guy. I'd love to, like, do that for you. Of course. I think we've said this before on other episodes, but when we 
finally, hopefully, run out of weird flavored coffees, I think we need to revisit some of these companies and try what is really their signature coffee. Mm. Because I think a lot of companies are like this, that they'll toll roast for other people and do these wacky coffees. But they also have all these good single origin, possibly good single origin coffees. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was cool that he reached out and that he found us and he found his episode and that he enjoyed it. Yeah. It was really cool to be able to connect with him. So thanks, Fred. Yeah. That's awesome there of you. you. Very cool. And uh, Steph, you got, you got one for us too, Yeah, right? I, have, I have two quick clarifications, one of them going all the way back to the Royal Cup episode. Everyone really enjoyed hearing the story of Derek's life, so I just wanted to update everyone on what's new with Derek. He's a grandpa. Aww. His oldest just had a baby, a little boy, <laughs> and he's so cute, and Aww. we're just like so excited for... Good. It's been months since we've had a Derek update. So <laughs> I know, about it. Finally, we know what's going on. Great. Yes. Fantastic. Oh, um, also, I want to say, oh, shit. I do have an epi- update on the Royal Cup episode oh. um, from our from our Facebook group. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find the Royal Cup episode. Because somebody commented, and they were like, which coffee was it? And I had to fucking call the company and ask. What blend does IHOP use? Oh, which specific blend? Uh-huh. So I tried searching on the internet, could not find a proper answer. So I decided to call them. Oh, and they're so nice. And as you said, they're yeah. so nice. They, if, you, if anybody out there is interested from the Royal Cup episode, knowing what blend the IHOP uses, because you love IHOP <laughs> coffee so much, it is the Prideland Fancy Gourmet. Ooh, fancy Ooh. gourmet. Yep, Prideland, fancy gourmet. There Go buy is. yourself a five pounder of that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Just uh-huh. like they have at IHOP. Great. Um, okay, and then from the McMenamins episode, um, as I mentioned, I have a friend who who works for McMenamins, has worked for McMenamins for 12 years. I didn't realize that. Wow. Ooh. So I'm just going to like really quickly read you his response to the episode. Um, spot on with all of the history. Thank you very much. Nice job, Steph. Um, The brothers are still very involved, both super nice guys, as well as their kids who are all in their 30s and 40s. The hotel rooms display the personal history of each person, usually on all four walls of the room, as well as a painted portrait. So we talked about how the artists, like each room is named after a, a historically significant person from that school. So the artwork really like... Just all over the place, all over the place, all this like artwork specific to the people and the place. It's very cool. That is cool. Um, It's truly a unique company to work for. Uh, Agreed with your assessment of the coffee. Good enough, but nothing to write home about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then his wife, my friend, Um, wanted to add on just, um, how good it is to work for the company. They have really good benefits, 401k. Jen works there too, for them too? Uh, it's her husband who works there. Sweet. Um, she wanted to make sure we knew that, like, the employees can get any hotel rooms in the McMenamin's empire for, like, 50 bucks a night. Amazing. Oh, nice. So they take vacations, like, little local staycations <laughs> all the time. That's cool. And they were just recently for their anniversary, they stayed at a place that used to be a funeral home oh. that's been renovated. That's Isn't so that cool? cool? Yeah, I don't know. I totally. think that's bad vibes. I would stay there. <laughs> funeral home? No, nobody dies in the funeral home. It's just where the, you know, that's where the dressing up happens. Well, just, yeah. You know. They just mess with the dead bodies there. Right. That's fine. That's bad vibes to me. Gross. And then one more thing that I don't I don't have specific permission to say on the air, so I hope it's okay if I say it, but I have the secret to the tater tots at McMenamin's. Oh. Because oh. you commented on how good they were, and if you read McMenamin's reviews, everybody comments on how good <laughs> the tater tots uh-huh. are, uh-huh. and Jen was like... <laughs> They're frozen Orita tater tots. Oh, my God. <laughs> but apparently they have this amazing Cajun seasoning blend. I don't know. There the, must be a secret to this. God. It's just Lowry seasoning <laughs> salt. Yeah, right. From, like, grocery store, freezer, tater tots. Just the two together. Big men like Oneida the, and the, Lowry's. The brothers are like, hey, Larry, go clear out the freezer section. 
<laughs> at the King Supers. It, I don't know just, if they've got King Supers there. That was in Colorado, though. It's the magic of the McMenamin's environment that makes those tater tots <laughs> taste so Amazing. fucking good. Yeah, I great. love it. That just goes to show, though, like... You don't have to start with a quality product. <laughs> you just got to be able to dress it up. I feel like if that's one thing I've learned on this podcast, yeah. that's all you need is right. the right the right dressing up after. I really hope Matt doesn't get fired because we let that secret spill. Well, it's funny. Well, Marcus because, is like, just going to bleep all the names. Oh god. Yeah. Nobody has yeah. to know who the who the who the uh, whistleblower is. <laughs> And in the spirit of Good Food Awards and the hundred or so coffee roasters that are out there, um, and now our listeners, too, there's still probably only a hundred people that actually care about the Good Food Awards. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. It doesn't. The sustainability doesn't actually matter to most people. They just care about, does it taste good when it goes in my mouth? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, hopefully we're like on the path of changing that. Like hopefully more and more people are starting to care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think like foundations like the good food that, that highlight that, yes, you can do good while, um, while still having things taste good, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think it's a, it's a worth, it's a, it's a worthy cause. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can convince McMenamins to do a, an organic tot. (laughs) A locally (laughs) Foraged organic tater tot. That would would be very uh, Pacific Northwest, I feel like. Mm, Yes. I mean, I'm just assuming from the stereotypes. (laughs) I don't know. They might not actually give a shit either. So that's our episode. Thanks so much, Marcus. This was, it was really good to drink these great coffees. This was a fun episode. Yeah, good job. Thanks, Marcus. You know, it's a small world in Illinois coffee roasters. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me along on this journey. Good job, Illinois. Yeah. That's right. Go us. Stick, stay tuned. We're going to continue this party on with uh, Love It or Leave It. That's Ooh. coming up next. What do we got for today's Love It or Leave It? I, I don't su- know. I bought yeah. a surprise oh, for Jenny. Steph's got Another Steph surprise. brought a surprise okay. that she's yeah. going to surprise us in yeah. the in the um, episode on Patreon. Well, uh, join us on Patreon to find out what that surprise Love It or Leave It is. We'll give you our honest um, and no holds barred, unfiltered truth, as we call it. Um, and then you can join us, uh, join up with the No Bad Reviews crew on Patreon forward slash no bad reviews pod thanks thanks everybody Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.